Hello, we're back again. How are you folks? Welcome to the Josh Potter Show. Tis I, Josh Potter, with you another Wednesday. And we're getting ready to go to San Francisco. It's October 26th, Cobbs Comedy Club, one night. Get your tickets. It's a big old room. So get those tickets. Come on out. One night only. It's coming up here the 26th, Cobbs Comedy Club. Then one night in Seattle, October 29th. That's next Yet the hereafter, Chase O'Donnell's coming with me, so that'll be a good time. In November, Buffalo, New York, my hometown. I'll be back there for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Eve at Helium Comedy Club, November 22nd. And November 29th, Brea Improv right back here in Southern California. All those tickets and more can be found up on my link tree on my Instagram, at Josh underscore Potter on Instagram, at J underscore Potter on Twitter. Follow along with the Patreon, patreon.com slash the Josh Potter Show, twitch.tv slash Josh underscore Potter. All those things, go get them and check out the merch. JoshPotterMerch.com. I didn't wear it today. I like how you guys put that in there last time. Put it in again, right there. (laughs) I'm pointing to me. I don't know if I am or not. He might be on this side. He might be on this side. JoshPotterMerch.com. Go check it out. Get a shirt. The first batch should be getting to people as we speak. Uh, aside from that, we have a very wonderful guest here today. I'm excited. From all the way across the country, New York City, it's Mike Feeney, baby. Hey, thanks for having me. I, I knew you were actually excited about it because you literally you clasped your hands together. I did. That I was, was like, fun, ooh, you, ooh, boy, it was a Mike it was a Feeney's here. Can I ask you a question? Is this yeah. this music that's playing, is this your theme song or is this just a bed of music for the for like the intro play? Well, thing? the fine people who listen to this program, all the roaches out there, they send in either articles or musical numbers to joshpottershow at gmail.com. You can send yours in. And this is Griff, one of Griff Parker's many musical numbers that he sends So in you know the person that made this. Yes. Nice, okay. Well, it's one cool. of the roaches out there. Griff Parker sends in musical numbers all the time. So we, we run through them here. We cool, play. yeah. It's a good beat. It's very, it reminds me of like a, uh, it reminds me of like a royalty-free beat, which I feel like <laughs> sounds like an insult, but it's 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 not. You know what I mean? It just sounds like one of those things. Yeah, no, that you're for like, sure. Griff Parker pumps them out too, so it's like out. every week we try to have a new one, or we go back to playing one of our faves from a couple of weeks prior. But yeah, it's a uh, I you know I'd love for more. I was just talking about that with somebody. I'd love more people to get as many to me as the prolific Griff Parker. But uh, you know, Good such old Griff. Some people they send them in, and then yet you don't you don't hear from them for a couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, it's a fun little thing. I'm happy when people do it. So I'm excited for your special coming out. It's going to be on Friday. Yes, this Friday, October 27th. uh, It's called Mike Feeney, A Night at the Comedy Cellar. And it's uh, I think it's pretty unique for for a special. I tried I wanted to do something different. So I decided to do uh, all four rooms of the Comedy Cellar in New York City in one night. Uh, bounce around and then uh, combined all of that made it and I also decided that wasn't enough so you know we have to separate ourselves man. Mm-hmm. you know that's what we gotta do so I decided to direct it and edit my own special wow um, with a while I had a at the time a 10 week old child so Jesus. really just uh, trying to burn the candle at every <laughs> end I just basically took a candle and threw it into fire is basically what it was did but you plan all this 
before you had the child and the child came and yes. that was just like a combo situation? Yeah, or did I you had, already forecast? I had the idea like last April of, of shooting it. Uh, I came up with the concept of it and then uh, I was going to shoot it in October and then my kid was com- also ended up coming two weeks early in October. So I pushed it to January uh, and then I shot it at the end, like pretty much the end of January and then basically had to edit it and all that other stuff so it's like you know if you think a comedian's watching our own stuff is as you know one of the worst things sure. imaginable some people won't even do it so no. editing it yourself has got to be yeah it's a nightmare uh but i i made it a nice quick palatable it's 20 minutes it's wow. just a nice quick 20 minutes like, uh you know five seven minutes in one spot and then you yeah but the the original idea was to make it like Five, 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 that kind of a thing. But um, just by the nature of how those rooms are. So, like, you have, like, the original room, which is that, like, basement magic, you know, from, like, that 70s era. It just feels like that energy, uh, which only it's very small and intimate. You got the Village Underground, which seats 250 people. So you, it's kind of like it plays bigger. And then you have the Fat Black Pussycat Lounge, which is more like, you know, experimental kind of a room. People do new stuff a lot of there. There's a different vibe to it. It feels very, like, here's a little secret I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. And then you have the bar, which like quite literally will feel could feel like like a bar show. But mm. what's crazy is it's all owned by the comedy seller, all within one block of one another, and it's all the same like lineup. So it's like all the same caliber of comedians, but it requires you to like flex and work different muscles in each room because you can't just do the same set in all four rooms and it will go you mm. know what I mean? You kinda gotta be adaptable yeah, to for it. Sure. Kinda like in the comedy store where yeah. it's like you can't just do your big main room set in like the belly room because people are like, What are you what are you doing? You yeah, 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 I mean? yeah. You yeah. have to you have to adapt to it. So it's uh that's kinda was the thought process behind it. And then yeah, I pitched the idea when I came up with it to like multiple production companies and they all said no um but they (laughs) (laughs) did you shoot it all in one night so we did it back to back nights which ended up being uh it ended up being seven sets because one of the showrooms didn't have so when i came when i when i pitched this to production companies uh everybody was like it can't be done it's impossible to shoot it uh in one night you'll have to like shoot it over like a week and fake it uh people said you um they they said it was uh, it won't match any of the lighting because all the rooms are shot totally li- li- lit totally different and then they also one company uh, said that it would cost well over a hundred thousand dollars oh to my make God. which uh, <laughs> so it's just one of those things where like they didn't see, they didn't see like the the vision I just had like this clear vision for it so I'm like I'm gonna do it so I got this essentially like a little dream team of uh, I had like my my DP was James Webb who's awesome he shot like Mark Norman and Sam Marill's stand up specials along with bunch of others and uh i got uh toby mcmullen from are you garbage Ooh, uh, just toby. to be one of my camera operators and nicole lyons who was uh was my podcast producer who's also directed a comedy special before so she so i basically just had all my friends and we didn't we didn't add and this was again i'm not like headlining each of these rooms this no, is you're me doing, doing a showcase set so this is all the audience has no idea who i am which adds another layer to it because i wanted it to feel as like authentic as like if you're an audience member going into a show, I have to like win them over just like we would normally have to do on a regular sure. showcase show. And then also as I wanted to kind of show from the comedian's perspective what it feels like to go into all these four rooms. So um, so, yeah, it's just so I you know, the cool thing about it was like we, we had or the difficult thing also about it is we couldn't add any lights. Mm-hmm. We, we couldn't add uh, any sort of like we couldn't take out a ton of seats. So we basically just set up. I mean, we, we took out one seat, I think, for the three people in each room and just kind of like sat up there and did like a run and gun gorilla style around the thing. And the second I was done with one set, 
broke everything down, ran to the next room. They all <laughs> sat up. So it was, it was, uh, you know, James is, James Webb has said it's like, was easily the most difficult special he's ever shot in wow. his life because, but he also was like the only person when I talked to him about it where I'm like, I think I'm, I'm just going to do this myself. He was like, fuck yes, dude. He's like, I love that. He's like, that's going to be a nightmare. I want to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just, you just need people who have like, you know, when you want to take a big swing sure. that are like, they, instead of being like, yeah, I, th I guess we can do it, but it might be, he's just like, fuck it. Let's do it. And that's so, great. yeah. And so that was that. And then, you and know, then you got to plan it around having a baby. So you're like, sorry, wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm exactly. going to be in the editing bay. Dude, for me, when I watch it, I just see like the deep purple bags under my eyes of like <laughs> no sleep, you know, because again, 10 weeks old, it's just, it, they're just a little blanket of meat at that point. Sure. So just, it's just was a nightmare. But, uh, but it was, you know, it was like a labor of love. And I do feel like I've always wanted to direct like some specials. I'd love to eventually like direct other friends and stuff like that. But editing it, was such a thing where I go, you know, at this point, I know how to edit. I can see again the vision for what I want, so I might as well just do it. I will never edit a special like <laughs> uh, especially your own, especially I mean. my own, um, yeah. uh, specifically my own. But it just was a thing where I'm like, I like the idea of doing that because there's so few. I can only think of like Louis C.K. and like Bo Burnham are the only two people like in comics I can think of that have like directed and edited their own specials. So I yeah. do feel like, you know, that puts me on their level. I am now as famous as both <laughs> of them and as successful. You heard it here first. Well, I can't wait for it to come out on uh, on Friday and check it all out. See yes, your, please. It's your on, hard work on the YouTube. Yeah, on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Mike Feeney Comedy. Now, what's going on? Oh, I'm sorry. I stepped on the... It's okay. YouTube.com slash Mike Feeney Comedy. YouTube.com slash Mike yes. Feeney not, Comedy. Not .org. A lot of people have been typing <laughs> YouTube.org these no. days, and it's it's leading you somewhere it else. It will not take you to the right spot. Yeah. Now, what's going on with the podcast? I hear it's breaking up. Yes, we have we have released our... It's so funny. We released our final episode. Is that because Mike Cannon's going to Chris DiStefano's? Yes. Well, actually, the, the reason it was breaking up was for a different opportunity. So about s six months ago... I mean, this is truly like in like March. Um, Mike got an opportunity to uh, work for Barstool. Oh, so wow. he was so he was going to work for Barstool and um, basically be kind. They were starting this whole comedy yeah. division where he was going to be this content creator and blah blah blah, do all these shows on there. But the the caveat was he couldn't do anything else outside mm. of it. It was kind of like an exclusive yeah. contract. So any pre existing podcast, any other projects that he had to do had to stop. Which were like, dude, go get your bag. You know what sure. I mean? So it was fine. But the the negotiations were dragging on for like literally six months, and just all the lawyers and back. And forth and all this other stuff and they were on i mean quite literally the last like sentence of the contract in terms of like going through the dispute and then um dave portnoy bought back the company oh right right right, for right a dollar right, right. and, and decided spending, to yes. just uh get rid of every yeah. all of the ideas of the comedy division so so that just scrapped so ben basically we had you know the three of us and our producer we had all kind of already mourned the ending of the podcast we had processed it we had grieved we had already moved on in our heads we had all talked to like you know considered the other projects we're going to do forward and then uh, you know overnight they were like <laughs> well you can actually keep doing the podcast and we were all like ah but it's over you know what i mean like in our minds it was over so it was funny because we announced you know we're like we still have fun doing it uh so we're like we'll announce word that we're ending it and then we'll just kind of run it through skank fest we'll do one afterwards and kind of call mm -hmm. that but um 
since we announced it, I think four weeks ago, that these are going to be like the last few episodes. I mean, every episode has got has gotten more downloads, more views, more comments, more interactions than ever before. People of all of Skankfest, people were like, "You can't stop the podcast." We comics that have done the show have been giving us Joe DeRosa gave me a 30 minute impassioned plea about why you can't stop the show you guys are idiots you're fools so it is so funny now because now we're just almost saying like a thing of like yeah that like this is it for now because here's the thing like we're all still gonna like work together in some capacity and that's kind of the that's like the one good thing about this uh, I think ending is the fact that like we're ending Every podcast that ends when it's like friends always ends terribly. You know right. what I mean? From Opie and Anthony all the way throughout. It just Yeah, it's everyone, a story of radio, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just always ends bad. And we're all like still like we're literally like best friends. So it feels like a great thing to be like we didn't end being like, you know, bickering and bitching at each other and stuff. So who knows? Maybe there is like a uh, an opportunity to like bring it back in some capacity and like another form. It's so form. funny that you like you said that it, you announced that it was ending and then all of a sudden it's like we got more views, we got more engagement. That's why I'm here to announce this show is wrapping up. I, I would <laughs> highly recommend ending this, saying you're ending this show. Yep, the is, show. I'm going to start a podcast called The Show Is Ending. And then that's going <laughs> to yeah. be, it's going to be number one on iTunes. Dude, you can't, I, I, I truly, you know what's insane? I looked at like the YouTube, because we put out the episode yesterday. I looked at like the YouTube analytics and they even said, it was like, this is getting like 10 times more views than your average <laughs> episode. And they go, which is causing, uh, us to push it out more so there are even youtube's being like and we had people commenting That's what they say yeah it's really kind of annoying because then on the inverse of that they'll shit on you youtube youtube will tell you in the thing they go this one's not doing great so we're suppressing it yeah yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, but it's like <laughs> we've had people in the comments today be like i've been subscribed to your channel for like years and we like only the last few episodes have been coming up on my feed yeah that's such a weird thing people tell me all the time they're like i subscribe i hit the thing and I never see it, and I have to go look for it. I don't know what that is, folks. I don't either. So go find it. I think you can turn on notifications now when someone posts Who or something. Fuck but knows? I don't know. I feel man. like they're just always trying to fuck me. Yeah. And we're out of the nice boy clock, so I can say it. YouTube's <laughs> just trying to fuck me f- six ways to, to Wednesday. It's yeah. fucking awful. It's not great. But but yeah. So now to all of that, you know, we might end up doing something together, and uh, or you know, now your reunions will be. Yeah, and it's more. like It'd be like we're getting back together for yeah. a night. It's like an open-ended thing. Like yeah, we, we're cool. not. It's not the book isn't necessarily closed on. It's just kind of like you know we're taking a we're taking a permanent vacation. But uh, Canon also is going to. He's now becoming the co-host of uh, Stefano's Chrissy Chaos nice. podcast. So um, if you like him, you know, go listen to. Now that. I know Mike plays. His podcast. Yeah, I, he, I know he's he been playing basketball. Did you play basketball? I played. I always played basketball. I never played like in college. Like I, you strike me as a baseball player. I was a baseball. Yeah, baseball, and then uh, track and field. You I know, knew it, uh, I knew it. but track and field. Yeah, I mean, col- here's the thing. I did. I did baseball, and then um, in high school, I also did track and field. So I did like everything from like relay races and then hurdles and high jump and all that stuff. But then when I went to college, they didn't have a track and field team and the baseball team was, I, I wasn't playing like at a competitive enough mm. level to play in college. And then when they, uh, so I, all I did during college was I just did uh, five, five on five full court basketball, every like pickup games we would play. Oh, I see. We would play five days a week for three hours or something. And then um, I also did crew in college, which mm. was only a product of the crew team. What college is this? I own a college. In Iona. Great basketball team. Which college you own? What? Get it? 
You know what's insane, dude? I've literally never heard that or put that together or even had that. Like, like that's such a, it's insane that from since 2005 that no, that has never, never You know what? I did another one of those the other day. Someone was like, I was in a fraternity called A Pi. And I was like, there had to have been razzes against that fraternity, right? <laughs> or like raspberries. Like, all raspberry the girl, all the girls love a. All the fat girls love a pie. Yes, <laughs> that's what I would have shat on your fraternity. But he was like, no one's ever said that. I go, <laughs> I would have crushed it over at your college. Yeah, you I guess, you know, whatever the hell. But baseball is like, in terms of like a fan of the sport, yes. baseball is like far and away my number one. Problem is, is like Knicks weren't good since. Pretty much Patrick Ewing, uh, <laughs> right. so I haven't. I kind of fall. I'm very like follow just specific teams, and then but baseball. It's like I follow like baseball. And you're straight you know? New York through and through. Like. Giants, Yankees, Knicks, Rangers. Oh, that's like the New York, New York. That's yeah, not yeah. even like Jets, Mets. Well, it's crazy because I come from Long Island, so sometimes people will be like, "Why the hell aren't you Islanders and Mets and all that other stuff?" Yeah. But when my because I always think, isn't it weird how it's like really right down the middle? It's like. Islanders, Jets, Mets, Rangers, Giants, um, Knicks. Knicks. Yeah. Uh, Yankees. Yeah, Yankees. But it's yeah. like, it's one of those things where I go, thank God, first off, because <laughs> my childhood, I mean, I was blessed with just some of the greatest, like, sport in sports history. Sure. I mean, those, like, 90s Yankees teams into the early, late 90s were, like, unbelievable. But the, the reason is, I think you, you are a sports fan of whatever your dad was a sports mm-hmm. fan of. That's, like, 99% of the time how it goes. Unless you just unless you hate dad. your dad and you rebel against him, and there's you, that you do the old Pat Oswald where you paint your face the other color. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But my dad and I, you know, you, yeah, he's you, pretty cool. He likes uh, his dad. This guy, yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, I know it's really anti stand up comedy. To no, have, like, a good I like my dad with your dad. <laughs> I should. I mean, my lot, parents are divorced. Like if that helps, you know. Ooh, yeah. we like you. Um, Let's get into some <laughs> sports uh, talk here. Beep for a beep, beep 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 beep. How have you never played a baseball player in a movie? Well, first off, that just kept going, huh? That's a long one. That was two more verses than I anticipated. We just got to catch our breath once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I could have gone to the bathroom. Yeah, that's hey, that's what it's for. But wait, I was gonna say though on the parent thing. So specifically, why I became a Yankee and all that thing is because my dad, when my dad was born. There was no Mets. There was no Islanders. There was no Jets. Oh, I see. I see. So I see. like there were those were the teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how that's how I became that. But again, they got. Um, what did you just ask me? No, that? I was saying I can't believe you haven't played like an old timey baseball player in a movie. I would love to do that. Hollywood, I'm this here. Guy lo- doesn't I'm this guy just look like he played baseball in the 30s yeah. or something? Come on now. One more around the horn. Huh? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Kind of Mike Feeney's here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Playing second base today. Wow, that's a great old-timey announcer. Guy. Oh, I can do them all. Yeah. But no, I just thought it, either that or you, you're a guy that like, whenever, whenever I see you, I'm like, Especially because every time I see you lately, it's been when I'm on acid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mike Feeney just always looks like a guy going to World War II in a train. You know it's, what I'm saying? Dude, like, it's hilarious that you're sa- in a train. Like, yeah, like so, you're getting like, on the train. You know, and I'm like, bye, oh, Mike. Oh, going to? I thought you yeah, meant yeah, like yeah. you know, going to the the chambers. No, uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. You look like you're being thrown onto a train. No, in if World you were War on II. that train, you'd be operating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. But um, I. Uh, it's so funny that you're saying that, dude, because for the first, I, I am 23 and a half years late to this, but I am just now watching Band of Brothers. And <laughs> oh, you would have been ace in that. Well, I dude, I am, first off, fantastic show. I don't oh, know yeah. if you guys have heard, but it is, uh, they've been waiting for my seal of approval. I'm giving it. And uh, I was watching it last night because I watched it pretty much the whole flight here. And then I watched it again till midnight last night. And... <laughs> Dude, Jimmy Fallon just show. He has a cameo. He just like he just drives up. And I was like, is that Jimmy Fallon? Oh and yeah. And he's like, yeah, I got the I got the reserves. Oh, whoa, whoa. And it's, like, it's such a funny. Like they just basically were like, we need every straight white guy with with a baby face with on hair. camera now. And I'm like, God damn it, why wasn't I? Uh, why wasn't I old enough to? Be I know on that's that what show. sucks is you were too young at the time, and they're not doing no. any more Band of Brother action anymore. Not well, even they the did Pacific, like the Pacific. Right, that one sucked. Like I, that. Was I, re- I was in. I was in. Re- not rehab for real, but like court ordered back in the day uh, when I got my Dewey, I had to, so I couldn't smoke weed. I couldn't do anything for like three months. Mm-hmm. And I was really white knuckling the weed part. And I watched the Pacific one. <laughs> that was my wit, my drugs. I binge watched it. I remember when it was <laughs> over, I was like, what do I do now? Yeah. And I didn't even really like it that much. I'm Pacific on like one. the sixth episode. I'm dude. I just watched the episode. The last episode I watched last night is the one where I'm sure you're not gonna remember this because so many years ago. But yeah. like the like the medic episode, like they just follow the medic guy around. Who's oh got right, like where a, he's the like half Cajun guy, and he's just like. It just every time he gets any rest, someone screams "medic," and it, that whole thing. It's a, I love that they started doing that. They started following different characters in each episode. Oh, yes, man. But no, so I mean, next time they make a World War Two movie, if they don't fucking call you, yeah, that's, that's pretty silly. much because you the could only be a medic. I'm able to be able to do anymore in Hollywood. That you they're, think like, so? they're like a, they're like a straight guy, straight white guy, clean shaven can get into. It right. has to be a, a, a period a, piece. A period piece. Yeah, yeah. anything before <laughs> 1950, yep. uh, or even like 19. Uh, this is what I'm trying. This is me. This is me showing maybe I can play a 70s. Yeah, like uh, or, 70s guy. Like you, you said, know? the 50s, you could be like the dad with the car. Now you got the cool car. Yeah. you got the like long convertible yeah that, the yeah, yeah the way to those, those were like buses back then, oh cars. yeah it was unbelievable there were boats you're driving around a boat yeah. but uh yeah so i i think all those kinds of things for sure it would be nice to have a baseball movie where it was like you and like you're like oh, oh smitty here is uh me and him are gonna throw the whole ball around and then all of a sudden like a black guy shows up and you just get demolished yeah by, yeah we yeah. just lose instantly <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. by 30 runs well i have uh here what we were doing today because I'm just getting the stack so fucking full. So I thought we'd go through some old Roach reportings and uh, clear out this stack a little bit because there's some gold in here, but I just can't get to it all every time, you know? Sure. So we already. I mean, that is a filing cabinet it of is, papers. It you is. It is my, my paper. If we do all of this in one episode, I'll... there's no chance. Okay. I've peeled Thank out a God. couple of them before you got here, okay. but in, in terms of sports, I do have one that's kind of recent. It involves Pac-Man Jones. Are you familiar with Pac-Man Jones? Tertiary, yes, on the on the in the in the Vegas sense. In the right. vague, oh, in the, in the I thought you said in the Vegas oh, sense. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. oh, you bet on some Pac-Man Jones bets, yeah. did you? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, he used to play for the Cincinnati Bengals. Used to play for the Titans. And he was a bit of a <laughs> troublemaker back in the day. Is that a but since then, for an he's NFL player? <laughs> yeah. Since then, though, he's kind of cleaned it up a little bit. But every now and then, the old Pac-Man comes out, and he's since retired. Uh, but now, this comes to us by way of Max Mashenko. Uh, Adam Pac-Man Jones is no longer allowed to fly out of the CVG airport. Which one's CVG for the record? Can we figure that one out? 
Another thing I hate you know more than when I don't they know have airport a shitty codes, and I hate when they're okay. This Cincinnati, Cincinnati, but like I hate when they they're they're not related to anything. Like sometimes you say like CVG and it's like St. Martin Airport, and you're like, why are those letters aren't even <laughs> yes. close? Well, like I mean, O'Hare is O R D, and that one freak fucks me up a lot because I'm like, am I going to Orlando? Get that D out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like Orlando or the Atlanta one's something weird too because it's like Hatford something or other it's like yeah. h-a-t they're they are dumb for the record but yes this man is no longer allowed to fly out of cincinnati's airport which is going to be tough because he lives in cincinnati that would be tough <laughs> to get <laughs> that's uh, now it's like i gotta move to fly yeah. guess, uh on the morning of september 11th not a good day to fuck around at an airport no. i mean it's just people and that's what i always find funny people are like i'm flying on september 11th i'm nervous i'm like well it's not going to happen on september 11th again yeah they're not hacks yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> And they know that there's going to be, like, for whatever reason, the most alert day, people. Because yeah. there are hack losers out there that will do, like, really shitty versions of terrorism. You know what I mean? Just to annoy <laughs> like people. spray paint? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, Something where they just, like... spray paint the plane? You're like, well, no, they just cause a ruckus and they make your plane delayed. You know, yeah. those types of people. <laughs> sure. Those types of terrorists. So he's fucking around on September 11th. Airport police were called to assist a flight crew with an unruly passenger said Mindy Kirshner, a spokesperson for the airport. Jones was booked for alcohol intoxication, terroristic threatening, and disorderly conduct, according to Captain Kevin Clute with the Boone County Jail. I thought that was going to be the captain of the airplane. He appeared in court Thursday morning with his attorney. At this point, uh, Pac-Man Jones cannot go through CVG. It's a huge hub for all of us in Cincinnati. Well, yeah, it's the only airport there. <laughs> the inability to travel to that airport is Really difficult situation, according to his attorney. That's something that we need to intend to address with the court in our next hearing. I want to find out what the fuck he said. I was going to say, I want to know the quote of the terroristic threat. I mean, it might be because sometimes on planes, people are like a little overly sensitive. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's like that. It's like the meet the parent where he's like, it's not like I have a bomb. And then they're like, you can't say bomb. Right. You know what I mean, it's that whole thing of like, he could just be like, I'll take this whole thing down. And you're like, yes. wait a minute. This <laughs> orange juice is the bomb yeah, or something yeah. like that. And then they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Well, now, uh, Pat McAfee uh, has Pac-Man on his show these days. Mm -hmm. So he works on the Pat McAfee show and does other things. So now he can't go to do the Pat McAfee show without flying out of CVG because it's in Indianapolis. Right. So he's going to have to do it on Skype or what have you. I thought he was going to say that he... uh, he mentioned it on the Pat McAfee show. Let's see what it says here. He feels like he had done nothing wrong in the airplane and was asked to leave the airplane really for no valid reason. We'll just continue to work through the evidence. There is a video. Do we have? Uh, can we find that real quick? Because I think that'll I do clear like, up some things. I do. I, I Listen, there's no one who is more into drinking before a flight than, than I am. I am a... Do you I do it to a, sleep or do you do it to like get through the flight better i do it to because i have to i don't know it's just a like i do it as a i'm a lounge guy and i think i think more than anything it's i want to take advantage of the free drinks at an airport yes, lounge yes, yes, yes. at like the sky lounge or the centurion lounge so when i'm in there i'm like i don't even want yesterday when i flew out here it was 8 a.m on a wednesday and I was I, I went and just I went up to the bar to get ice for my ice co- to make an iced coffee and I ordered ice and then I blacked out and I woke up and I had a mimosa in my hand. So I don't I just was like it's just a it just ha- I'm going to drink if I'm going to fly. I'm going to drink. Isn't it's it just, funny people that don't fly very often? I had a 
uh, girl that she was telling me, she's like, I hope they have an open bar. I go, it's an airport. There will be a bar open at 8 a.m. Oh, yeah. 9 a.m. <laughs> I, I just am one of those people, too, where I'm like, I, that's the other reason that this blows my mind is like I've been blacked out or, or close to like blacked out on planes before. And I don't ever I've never like I, I, I if anything, it makes me like almost sleepy. You sure, know what I mean? Course, like same you're, here. you're contained into your thing. You got your tea. I might be like watching the TV going, whoa, you know, yes. or something like that. But I'm not you you're know not unruly. I mean? And I've never had it either where and, and I take the course of I don't I mean, I love to have a beer and shit, but I will mostly go on a plane and try to make myself comatose through other means. Edibles? Xanax, oh, edibles, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. Advil PM, anything like that. Yeah, if I have to fly to, like, Europe, yeah. and it's like I need to sleep because when I get there, it's like the morning and yes. I have to, and I can't. Like tonight I'm doing a red eye. I need to sleep, so I'm going to uh. drug myself to no end. But I've never had it where they go, that guy's too fucked up to fly. Like, I can't imagine displaying characteristics where they tell me I'm too fucked up to fly. It's got to just be like belligerent and like loud. You know, it has to be yeah. like this. And then when someone tells you to be quiet, you get louder. Evidently, this argument started over a faulty charger port. Now, that's a tale oh. as old as time on an airplane. There we go. I was like, hey, excuse me, sir. Can you move me to another fucking seat? Well, you don't say you can't say fucking seat. You should say, excuse me, sir, can you move me to another seat, not another fucking seat? Because I bought both of these seats and the plug doesn't work, said Jones. According to Jones, that's when the flight attendant told him that if he wanted to change seats, the plane would have to go back to the gate. Since I wanted to go all the way back to the gate because my plug didn't work, I got arrested. Today's Josh Potter show is brought to us by DoorDash. You don't want to cheer for your favorite team on an empty stomach, do you? DoorDash has got you covered. I know that I use them quite a bit during Sunday football because I don't want to move. It's red zone, seven hours of commercial-free football. I'm not taking one break. I barely go to the bathroom, let alone go cook food or go out to get some. So I want DoorDash bringing it to me. With all your favorite restaurants, grocery stores, and retail stores on the app, you can easily shop for whatever you need. Everything gets delivered straight to your door. Like I said, during red zone, I need it to come right. I need the guy to knock on the door. I need him basically to bring it in and feed it to me. That's not an option yet on DoorDash, but I'm going to lobby for it. Snag some pizza, wings, burgers, maybe even a cool jersey to wear. They've got everything because it's not just restaurants. You got grocery stores, you got convenience stores. Hell, you can even get Target on DoorDash. It's unbelievable. So right now you can get all that without leaving your couch and right now get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. Just download the DoorDash app and enter code JOSHBALL. That's 50% off when you spend $15 or more on your first order. Download the DoorDash app and use code JOSHBALL. That's code JOSHBALL. J-O-S-H B-A-L-L, and you're going to get 50% off your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. Why would they have to go all the way back to the gate? It's one of those dumb plane rules. Let's see uh, what the video tells us here. I might be on his side. According to an incident report, Jones was asked to settle down, but he remained argumentative and attendants could smell a strong smell of alcohol on him. Oh, he's not even in first class. (laughs) <laughs> That's where everyone had to deplane it was a really brief interaction and then the flight attendant just like wasn't wasn't having it and kicked him off maybe a little preemptively 
I think just his behavior throughout the the beginning of the morning kind of led to that situation. Once off the plane, Jones was taken into custody. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, I understand was when I got off the plane, the, the passengers that were around him on the plane, they were actually pleading with the police saying, you know, he did nothing wrong. Documents state that Jones made a threat saying, I'm going to get you. And that's not a threat. <laughs> it's a promise. <laughs> Damn. And I'm walking my walk. I'm not kissing nobody. I'm not doing that. If I'm wrong, I'm going to tell you I'm wrong. 100%. Now, this is a man who has physically assaulted people in airports before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I was on his side until that I'm going to get you and it's not a threat. It's a promise. You're like, and now you're getting arrested because that is besides that. And like, I have a bomb is probably like two of the only things you could say to get thrown out. But I think him getting thrown out the plane before that was insane. I cannot believe he wasn't even in like comfort plus. He was like in a regular. I know it was in like a regular. He was in seat 20. Just, there are some people who fly a lot that still, for whatever reason, they do do not care about the status they have. They don't. They want to save the money. I know friends that fly every week that still take Spirit, still take Frontier. He made twenty two million dollars. I know, but he spent a lot of it. I mean, Pac-Man Jones probably. has a lot of lawyer. I mean, he has done. That's why this is so crazy that he got arrested and banned from this airport. Because, like I said, I think it was in Orlando or someplace in Florida. He fought a guy randomly. Just in the airport, just got into a physical altercation and got like arrested there, too. But I mean, he has had through his litany of crimes. This is way down the list. And I don't even think that that was a threat. Like he said, that's not a threat. It's a promise. If I'm the lawyer, I'm making that argument. The, the first the first part of that did feel very like it felt like there was a racial twist. Like, yes, we're just to make like, this it's Pac-Man Jones. Let's make it, you know, he's yeah. going to be argument, argumentative. Yeah, I mean, it seems like, but yeah, if you if you say it's a promise, I'm it's I'm going to get you. And that man saying it is probably true. You know what I'm saying? He's going to get you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, but he cursed a lot at these people. I'm glad we saw that video. Thank you so much for uh, pulling that up. But that does it for sports. Let's get to the news. This one's much shorter. Okay. See? Yeah, the last note longer than I anticipated, but still <laughs> long, much shorter. Note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so we can t chime in, you know? We go, uh -huh. all right, we're here, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, well, this one was sent in from Luke Rutz. A man ate a bad fish and he lost his limbs. Oh, no. That's a bad fish. That makes me think of that Simpsons episode where they like, if you eat the the, the blowfish the wrong way, it was like, oh, you would that's die. a true thing. I Remember think that? that's a yeah. real thing. Yeah. If you eat there, there are specific uh, fish in Asia. If you get like a cut of it, if they cut it wrong or something like that, am I right? You guys are cultured. That feels uh, pufferfish. Yes. Is that like that's the poison one that like you can eat it, but. Only if it's like a master sushi chef or something. Hey, yeah, they how have to about just right don't eat the puffer Yeah, fish. I'm going to avoid it. it. Just, if there's even <laughs> a chance that I die from it, I don't know why. I don't know, man. It's, it feels like, is there a thing on this planet that humans as a species haven't eaten at least once? I'm sure we've tried everything, <laughs> everything. just to see if it was poisonous Every animal, or not. every like fish that we've ever been able to get, every plant, every single thing we've tried. There's somebody out there that's like, I want... The first person's like, I want to eat a mountain lion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like every person 
It's weird, man. We just uh, not humans, though. There are some. Oh, obviously. sure, we've done that. Absolutely, we've yeah. done that, but not in a, in mass. You know what I'm saying? Like, if someone came to you and was like, "You want to try this mountain lion?" You'd be like, "All right." But if someone came to you and is like, "I've got a Pakistani guy here. You want to you want to eat him?" And you'd be <laughs> yeah, like, that wouldn't be my first choice. I I do feel like <laughs> a, a race. Uh, that would what race would you eat first? What race would I eat first? So you now to, I wonder. Here's the thing. Uh huh. Is it racist to choose a race for? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> well, here's why I'm saying it. I'm not thinking. I'm not taking their beliefs into thing. I'm okay. taking if they are, let's say, like, I, where I where my mind went with that was like, Pakistani guy eating Pakistani food a lot. So like, he's gonna taste Pakistani. <laughs> he's gonna taste like Pakistani food. So you're like, all right. So by that, it's like maybe if I'm if I'm eating an Italian guy, you know what I mean? It's gonna have a little. There's gonna be a lot of cheese and sauce. There's a lot of like even the way he's prepared will kind of be. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what I'm thinking of. You yeah, know? you're like if I eat a guy from Ghana, that's gonna be like a lot of stringy meat because he's like probably running a lot. Yeah, you know, something it's gonna like be, that. Like a horse. Uh, yeah, there, it won't be prepared. It'll be. I like how you're like. I don't want to base it off their belief system. I just want to go by their diet, <laughs> their culture. Yeah, yeah the yeah, culture yeah. of their food. You know, um, I yeah, I'm like you wouldn't want to eat an American. It would just be like all greasy fried. It would be awful. Yeah, you know? it'd be a real fatty. Yeah, it would be awful. I, unless you. I'm trying to think of like what's the closest to like veal for like a culture, like a human Ooh, veal. Maybe American. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you can find, got to get them early. Yeah, <laughs> but we're like we're more like the 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 steroid pump chickens. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? true. Like, the ones that are like in a coop all on top of each other, yeah. shitting all over each other. Yeah, yeah, like there's like extra legs. Like that doesn't feel. But this guy's got no legs, huh? Maybe like a Sweden guy. Sweden. Canadians. Canadians, I don't know. What do they even eat? Yeah, exactly. They're kind of probably doing the same type of poutine shit that we're doing, though, like <laughs> mass like, farming and you all. You know that. what? I bet would be delicious. I bet a French person Ooh, because I they're, love they're that. all like butter and yes. cheese. <laughs> a lot with mostly butter, and also they like they're all cigarettes. Kinda, if you go to if you go to France in Paris, like no one's overweight. They right. all kind of have my body type. Yes. You know, they're very like sinewy. It doesn't seem like there would be a lot of muscle on that. You yes. Know? They all like have booze and cigarettes in them too. I love that part. Yeah. Well, let's see what happened with this guy. A San Jose mother, or girl I should say, a San Jose mother lost her arms and legs after contracting a bacterial infection that may have come from undercooked fish. God, that is one of those shitty luck things. Undercooked fish? I thought fish Sushi's. I thought you could eat fish raw. Isn't that the whole? <laughs> Some of them, but not all. Evidently, after consuming tilapia, which I, from what I understand, tilapia is like the shit fish. Where it's it also just... like one of the most popular fishes in terms of like what is used and what is served. Yeah, because they use it in like fillet of fish, right? Like tilapia is like I would say in the top three most popular fish that used in like. Uh, in fish-based meals. <laughs> <laughs> well, this woman uh, purchased it from a local market and uh, fell ill almost immediately. She was diagnosed with a virulent vibrio volnificus. I don't know. It sounds like a Harry Potter uh, spell. <laughs> volnificus. Often called the flesh-eating bacteria. So she just went and picked up mm. a fish, and now she oh has a flesh-eating bacteria. This according to the GoFundMe that was set up by her friend. I don't know what you're going to... What, are you going to GoFundMe for some legs and arms? <laughs> I mean, like, what are we doing But do here? they... Now, do you think that the flesh-eating bacteria was... In the in the fish when it was caught from the water, or do you think maybe it was something in the transport of the fish? Somebody Ooh, handled it. With, well, let's you see know. what happens here. She almost lost her life. She was on a respirator. They had to put her back into a medically induced coma. Her oh fingers were God. black. Her feet were black. Oh her bottom God. lip was black. She had complete sepsis, and her kidneys were failing. 
Uh, Vibrio vulnificus is commonly called the flesh-eating bacteria as it can cause uh, necrotizing fasciitis. I don't know. This is all according to the CDC. What do they know? Uh, it was a severe infection in which the flesh around an open wound dies. The primary treatment... I want to find out, like you said, the... Uh, I don't need to know the treatment. She amputated her limbs, obviously. One out of five people with this diet says that's insane. Well, yeah, because, I mean, it's just like... Just, it, if, if they don't catch it soon enough, I would imagine it can get to, you know, some very uh, vital places. Dude, I had, like... This is not the same as a flesh... I guess it's probably in, like, the world of it. I just had, like, a bacterial infection for the first time in my life. Did you ever have one of those? A bacterial infection? Yeah. Where it's, like, in your stomach or... No, like, it's, like... I it's uh, I started, like, doing uh, jujitsu, and I think I got it from that. But, like, literally, it just... It almost looks like... It, it started looking almost like razor burn on my neck. And then I was like, oh, that's weird. Maybe I didn't, like, change the razor blade. So then I was just, like, putting stuff all over it and on mm. my face thinking it was razor burn and just essentially spreading it all around my oh face my and Lord. neck. And it, 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 I had to, like, after, like, a week, I was, it, was, it was getting, like, crusty and hard and incredibly, like, you know, itchy and painful at the same time. I had, like, one, like, in my nose. It oh was, my it, was it was, like, spreading. And I'm like, what is happening? So I went to this dermatologist, and they were, like, immediately, like, yeah, you have a bacterial infection. You need to be on antibiotics. Like, it's Oh, wow. Highly is that, like, contagious. a staph infection, too, or something like, like yeah, that? Yeah, I think it's kind of in the world of staph infection. Mm. Yeah, but it's it's probably not as, like, severe. But it was, they were definitely, like, you got to be on antibiotics. It's sure. highly contagious. And I was like, oh, okay, I've just been around everyone. <laughs> you know, that sucks. But yeah. I've had a thing. I had a thing. um last year where it was from they said possibly an old razor and i still have like a scar here from it but i i must have been shaving and i cut myself with like a old razor or something but it caused like a like a growth like a cyst uh. and i went to the emergency room because it kept getting bigger and it was actually cutting off my like air oh my god because I, I started getting like to the point where i couldn't breathe it was getting bigger and bigger over like two days so i went to the emergency room and they like did a MRI on it, which ended up being the most expensive. They could have just done the thing that I thought they were going to do, which is cut it open and drain it, and yeah. then just like whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, address it or whatever. But they put me in an MRI, which was like thirty thousand dollars. Sure. <laughs> which yeah. is just to like see. They go, oh yeah, we're going to cut that open. Yeah, yeah. I go, we could have just did that anyway. But yeah, they go, yeah, it's probably from like shaving or something. And I was now I'm like terrified. I like don't even reuse a razor it's like after that i'm freaked out yes yeah, some i read something that like they were like you should switch out your razor every six to eight shaves or like something insanely i was like yeah. oh i was using that razor for like three yeah. months <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I was, i've had this one for years yeah i just i don't know it's, i actually like the rust on it yeah but yeah it, it doesn't say if it's like in the fish or if it's in the handling of the fish so i have no idea but evidently uh, at least three people, two in Connecticut and one in New York, died after being exposed to it this summer. A man in Texas died after contracting the bacteria from eating raw oysters. Well, that's a, that was a big thing. Like the oyster story, I saw that there was multiple people that have died from the eating the oysters. I yeah. think they were like Connecticut oysters or Long Island oysters. People were just dropping dead. I'm love big on oyster. oysters. I love love oysters. oysters. So I could easily. But that's kind of like a cool humble brag. Be like. Yeah, I died from eating oysters all the time. Dude, I was eating so many fucking oysters. I'm such the man. Eating oysters and some like with a little glass of white wine, boy oh boy, that is me in my element. Bro. Oh my Just lord! If I can go out to dinner and get like uh, oysters and like a, oh my god, we're, there, we're living. There was this passage from a uh, from a movable feast, which is the uh, Ernest Hemingway's kind of like 
almost essentially like his journal from mm. like back in the 20s when he was living in Paris when it was just like the greatest time ever where it was like every famous writer today like was living there and all writing together and stuff and he wrote this like thing about oysters and white wine just basically like after a day of writing and just kind of rewarding yourself with mm. it I don't I can't do it justice of what he said like the actual quote of it but I remember reading that I was in Boston. I was doing like Laugh Boston or, or whatever. And I remember reading it. And then, yeah, this, this is this is the quote here. As I ate the oysters with their strong taste of the sea and their faint metallic taste that the cold <laughs> white wine washed away, leaving only the sea taste and the succulent texture. And as I drank their cold liquid from each shell and washed it down with the crisp taste of wine, I lost the empty feeling. God damn it, we got to sign in. No, <laughs> uh, we lost the empty feeling and began to be happy and make plans. I, dude, I read that and immediately went to an oyster place in Boston and got oysters in the white wine. Dude, that's, that's awesome. I was like, that's the greatest. That's exactly how I, I, I began to, I lost that empty feeling, began to be happy and make plans. And this is like back in the day. So, I mean, like, he does, he's not even like, who knows what kind of oysters he was getting. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Oh, like, dude, I don't know. Or, I, or maybe they were actually better. You know, they didn't have any pollution in the sea, that kind of thing. I'm sure this has been like done by 8 million stand up comics, but like the first person to find an oyster and to even figure out how to get that thing open and then just seeing that mucus inside and being like that's gonna be a that's (laughs) gonna be a thing not only did they do that but they went like rich people will go to restaurants and buy this and they will get horny afterwards they have this like oh yeah (laughs) there's something about oysters too that i'm like i i don't i don't buy them when they're like at happy hour like a dollar oysters that Seems, no, that's gambling. Yes, that's, <laughs> give me the three dollar an oyster. I'll yes. pay. I'll pay. I just don't. <laughs> I'm not taking a chance. Yeah, I don't want one at the top of my Bloody Mary. Like that yeah. seems like a weird throwaway yeah. of an oyster. <laughs> I can also say this: I, take your bacon and get it the hell out of my Bloody Mary. I don't mind when there's like stuff in there. Like, I mean, I've seen some ridiculous ones where it's like a chicken finger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they get crazy. I don't mind like a whole. If you do the whole toothpick of cheese with like a peck pickle and a pepper, I'll do that all day long. But yes, the bacon can. I don't need it. I don't want it in the liquid. I don't want wet bacon. Sure. You know? Yeah, that's that's craziness. Well, next up, Mm -hmm. we've got another story from Luke Rutz here. It says, principal makes bad LOL meme. So according to uh, a Delaware teen, they're accusing the staff at her former high school of sharing a surveillance video showing her exposed breast. In creating a meme about it. Wowee. This lawsuit filed by Anaya Harmon alleges the Indian River School District, Sussex Central High School, acting principal Bradley Layfield and assistant principal Matthew Jones invaded her privacy in connection to an incident that occurred in May when she was an 18-year-old senior. Well, at least she was 18. That's what they probably said. They're like, yeah. she's 18. Let's fucking make a meme about her tit. Uh, uh, what are you making memes for? Board principals at high schools. What does a principal even really do? Like outside of discipline the students the and scare them. Like, what is the responsibility? That guy cannot make memes <laughs> of eighteen-year-olds. That guy <laughs> should just. Someone should have been like, dude, your head, your face, your bald, everything about you. You you should not even be around children. Let Someone alone. should have said to him, "You're lucky." You got a job at a school looking yeah, the way you do. Yeah, it's like, I want to investigate that. Yeah. 
Who hired this fucking guy? Yeah. According to the lawsuit, Harmer became or Harmon became involved in a verbal argument between a male and a female student on the morning of May 17th. Uh, Harmon, who was passing the two, told the female student to quiet down, leading the female student to scream at and threaten her, according to the lawsuit. Uh, an attorney described the incident as a fight and alleged Harmon yelled at the male. I want to find out about this tip meme. I don't know what all this other nonsense is. What do you guys see in there? Well, uh, I assume the meme got taken. Yeah, I, was gonna yeah. Say, I don't think we can find the meme. I wasn't going to say we find <laughs> the meme, but I just thought maybe you'd know exactly where this all. Uh, there was absolutely no racial thing other than the fact that Anaya happened to be African-American and the female involved happened to be Caucasian. So there's like a fight that evidently occurred. And apparently the principal reports that there have been countless fights where surveillance camera footage is shared with staff members to keep the school safe and protect the students from further fights. So they're going over the tapes evidently and they found this one with her tit and they made a meme out of it this was clearly shared for their uh perverse amusement and enjoyment says the lawyer these individuals had no reason to have to see the video for school safety so they're watching a video of these two women fight what does it say there read that okay yeah they're doing the, the they're doing the super bowl janet jackson meme is was the reference oh they, they put janet jackson's face on her they put janet jackson's face on her they really should have just put her face on, on Janet, Janet Jackson. That would have been the more funny easier, meme. Yeah. That would have been easier to trigger it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So clearly not comedians in this principle. Damn it, he's a principal, not a comedian. Exactly. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Well, that yeah. one was whatever, that Luke Rutz. We found what's that the one. most like, what's, do you have any memories of your high school principal? Um, I do, actually. Mr. Simmons. He ah. was. I actually looked up to him a lot. I was on the principal's advisory council. And then what the hell is that? It was uh, just a way to get out of class. Advisory council. It that was, sounds like you were a narc, dude. Well, dude, <laughs> here's the thing. It was a bunch of people who were like considered not leaders, but like people that they like that kids look to. So it was like me and this guy. This uh, there was this other guy, Josh Foles, who was on my soccer team, and he uh-huh. was like big into drugs. Okay. But everybody thought he was a cool guy, and he was kind of like a troublemaker. Well, he was cool. He was on a so they would drugs. well, they would use us then to find out, like like you said, information. You so were like, informants, dude. I remember we were telling our principal about ketamine. Wow. Like, at one point, being like, he goes, "So what's special K?" And we're like, "Oh, ketamine, blah blah blah." And like, I remember this guy like telling about it, and I was like, "Why do they? Act? Don't they know what this is?" Like, we were curious. That's wild, dude. But all we did was get out of class and get to go in this room, like seven of us, and. The principal just asked us, like, kind of about like the buzz about what's going on, like. Dude, you were literally a CI for your. I was like an informant. Yeah, that is awesome. And then, like years later, he started cheating on his wife with a (laughs) student's mother, who was a babe. Don't get me wrong, but it was a weird situation. And then he ended up, I think, losing his job because it got hinky. Sure. Yeah, you're gonna lose your job for that. That's uh, that's wild, dude. I I do not my um my high school. So I went to public school until high school, and then I got put in like a private school. Oh, right for, away for for well, just for high school. It was like my my school district wasn't great, and my mom like I think in elementary school she like went to go. She was in fifth grade actually. This is when she said she made the decision that I was going to go into private school. She went. I I'd like forgot lunch or something, and she was going to the school to drop me off. I mean to drop it off for me, and I was already in class, and she went up to like the window to like look inside the classroom and it was like lord of the flies there was just like (laughs) there was like kids doing whatever they want i was sitting underneath my desk just like drawing in circles or something and the the teacher 
literally was reading a magazine with her feet up on the desk kind <laughs> of thing. Everyone's running around. Yeah, people, it's like a fire. It's just like, it's just like, it's just <laughs> chaos. But um, but in high school, the uh, the teacher, I think his name was like Brother Gary or something like that. <laughs> he was the, because again, they were like, you know, Franciscan yes, brothers. Yes, they were They were friars, yeah. yes. They were, that was actually the high school mascot. Yeah. Uh, they were like wearing like the robes and all that stuff. And uh, I got, I was, you know, I was, I guess I was a junior, maybe I was wearing, uh, I had my eyebrow pierced. I was very cool. And <laughs> I had one of those in college. Yeah. Oh yeah. College. yeah my tw- uh, I was 25 and my girlfriend at the time goes, you need to take that out. Yeah. I, I took mine out way too late and it was probably, it was only because I, I did take it out for this restaurant job. I kind of wish I still had. I dropped it and yeah, well now it probably would have <laughs> been come back as like a cool statement piece. But so I used to have to take it out for high school every day and I but I bought you know remember like the clear ones you could get that you could like slide in and I like filed it down so it's essentially like flush I remember being so proud like as I put the little tab in it's completely flush with the bottom of your eyebrow I covered it with the eyebrow hair I remember looking in the mirror being like I literally can't even see my, I don't yeah, even like, know that it's the point of even having it's unbelievable (laughs) well just for like school or whatever you know what I mean so like I would and then I got to school the second I walk in the door, the, the the principal's like greeting everybody. Dude, from 10 feet out, he was like, Mr. Feeney, come over here. And he's like, what's that in your eye? And I was like, how? How did you <laughs> see this, dude? It's like literally, it's flush and I have eyebrow covered. He was like, get it out. And then it like closed because it was like new and then it closed. So I had to get it re-pierced, which, oh, yeah. which was awful because then it's like scar tissue and then it hurt. I remember um, I took mine out and my mom had to like... Because I was like, it doesn't go through anymore. And she goes, oh, it's closed. And then she just like took a thing and was like, and re-pierced it herself. <laughs> uh, it was painful. Dude, I uh, I also have this, another memory from this, which I assume would now be like an illegal event, uh, was that that principal also taught uh, Western civilization class that I was in, in uh, probably senior year or something. And, you know, he was like, he was actually like a really good teacher. Like he was pretty, you know, uh, whatever the word is like he was interesting and yeah. except for one day i guess cuz i was sleeping and uh, i had sl- i was sleeping <laughs> in the class and he came over and gave me a fucking wet willy ew that's yeah. like uh sexual assault nowadays i know right i could it could be i could own the school i could sue for millions that's right but he gave me a wet willy and it was like i was so like shocked and also kind of mad but also kind of like that's a pretty cool teacher you know what I mean? <laughs> like it crushed like the whole class is like they loved it? oh dude of oh. course dude that's a, when, a, when an adult does a non-adult thing that's always funny yeah that's true wet willies though yeah yeah it i would have been like what are you a fucking want you want to fuck me or something it was like, awful yeah it was ugh. awful but it was one of those things where it was like i think this guy wanted to fuck you because he also you said he noticed your eyebrow ring and he from far away i think he's taking real good yeah, he's really got his he's eyes really on me. He's really got his eyes but on But I've me, seen yeah. – I guess maybe it was also because I've seen – he get like he had, like, a, a temper, too. So I've seen him, like, go up to other kids that were sleeping and, like, you know, slam the desk. Oh, sure. And then they, like, you know, go flying up. So I think this was kind of like they – all things considered. I'm like, oh, I'm glad. I'm it's always weird when your teacher's also your principal because you're like, if I get in trouble, I'm in double trouble somehow. In, like, seventh grade, I remember there was a teacher who definitely was in Vietnam. And uh, he used <laughs> he to, like – scream? Yes, he used to, like – go off the handle and there was like a kid sleeping and he had his arm like this and he like went by him and like knocked out his arm so the kid like fell onto the desk oh wow and then the kid like freaked out and tried to fight the teacher and the teacher like fought him they were like <laughs> wrestling and they were like the teacher like threw him into a desk <laughs> it was crazy He's just screaming charlie and as the he teacher was the like <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> the teacher was like, f- like nothing happened to the teacher. The kid went to like you know CC or whatever. It's like in school suspension, uh-huh. IBS or whatever. And um, uh, yes, uh, or yeah. So I mean, like it, it, the teacher, nothing happened to him. I feel like nowadays a teacher would have gotten in trouble. The kid would still be there, like sleeping to this day or whatever. Yeah, You'd you have can't, his, you can't hit a kid. I you mean, can't throw just, a kid around. And well, I guess in public school. But that's like kind said. of the problem now. It's not that you can't hit a kid. It's that the kids know you can't hit a kid. So there's no there's the threat, no threat. Of it. Yes. The threat of violence needs to be ever present. Yes. Otherwise, they we have no <laughs> we have no leverage. Exactly. You know? If there's no violence, people get out of pocket. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see what uh, we got. One more here. Let's see. By the way, all I want is a Bloody Mary now because that picture has been on the screen for 32 minutes. Oh yeah, no, I. <laughs> I'm also starving, so I'm like, I want that burger. I want that chicken. That's I want a that lot. Of, there's burgers attached to <laughs> that a, one. That's there's, fucking wild. There's a wild. buffalo wing on there. That's wild. That's a little much, but I mean, also, I could go for it right now. Yeah. Well, this is another uh, uh, situation where mocking is going on. You know where they're making fun of somebody. This is from Dave Reed. Uh, Ex-footballer Jermaine Defoe says he is appalled and saddened after a man admitted mocking the death of child mascot Bradley Lowry. Now, this is a wild story. This is over... I guess this is over in uh, England. Dale Houghton, 31, from Rotherham, appeared at Sheffield Magistrate's court earlier where he pleaded guilty to public order offense. Do you think people who, like, piss on a car and get arrested have to go to the Sheffield Magistrates Court when they, <laughs> when they have so. like their appearance tickets. Sounds so, it sounds, sounds so like yeah. So regal. It sounds so regal, but it's like here for public urination. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> they read off scrolls. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> he, for exposing himself near a park, we have four counts <laughs> of indecent exposure. <laughs> Uh, so Houghton, who was charged after a picture was shared on social media of two men laughing in the stands at Sheffield's Wednesday's uh, match against Sunderland uh, FC at Hillsborough Stadium last week. One of them, now known to be Houghton, was holding up an image of Bradley who died of neuroblastoma age six in 2017. So here's what's weird to me. They had a child mascot. That seems fucked up. Child I, mascots in soccer are like kids that walk out with the players at the beginning of every they game. They call them mascots? Yeah, they're called mascots. Ew. It's kind of like, is it like a make-a-wishy <laughs> thing, or is it just like Sometimes a, it's like the kids of the players. Sometimes it's like uh, local school kids. Sometimes okay. I think that's it is make-a-wishy. Cool, that's kind of like their version of like a, a bat boy. Uh, yeah, yeah I, that's true. That's a good point. But it does seem oddly... But say it in a British accent. Does it sound better? No, it sounds that makes it worse. In a British accent, yeah, it makes mas- it even more mascot, pedophilia. Yeah, I'm a bit of a pedo, or whatever they say. You know? Yeah, I just think it's odd that they like. It's like we have our boy here, our boy that walks with me. It is strange when they walk out with the children. I thought that was like local sick children. So is that what what it is on occasion? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. weird that they call them mascots. But I don't so. understand what's ha- so the player. So one in this occasion. One of the mascot children uh-huh. evidently died from a uh, neuroblastoma, and so this person was in the stands. He was holding up an image of that child, evidently to poke fun at it. Speaking to Mail Online, former England star Defoe, who forged a close friendship with Bradley, this child, while playing for Sunderland, said the youngster was one of the most inspirational children this world has ever seen. I'm appalled and saddened by the actions of the individual in question. So he was doing this to like, I don't know, as like a shit talk kind of thing. So the guy in the stands was making fun. Not the player. The player was right. it was, a, it was a, someone in the stands being a piece of shit. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's like 
I mean, dude, if you're printing out a poster of a kid with cancer who has just died dude, as, I like, got him. as like a heckle, yeah. that's like someone – like you want to talk about like where are, the, where are the soccer hooligans when you need them? It's like that. that's one of those – like let's just beat that guy to death. You know what I mean? Like let's – Yes. Like, everybody gets a kick, you know, um, take the bobbies, whatever you got to do. We beat that person to death, and then we all come together as a society, and then we hold up a picture of him and go, this fucking dead guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a picture of him holding up the picture of the kid. Fuck. <laughs> that would do. be perfect that yeah. would be a perfect sentence <laughs> for this guy yeah that's true i mean like you would think that they wouldn't because in soccer they are more violent so it's like you're really gonna poke the bear like that i mean i wouldn't do that at all i wouldn't go into a raiders game even and so, have a, so yeah dude, it's just like it's a kid you know what yeah, I mean? yeah like that's like the shitty that's like the you know I'll get, get him with this picture of a dead kid. Yeah. Well, everyone's feels, like, that's fucked up, bro. Yeah, it just feels crazy. But evidently, this guy, he uh, got sentenced. Uh, yeah, he will be sentenced, excuse me, uh, coming up here in November. So he's actually going for, to, like, jail for, for this. For what crime? Like, what's the, like... The crime of mocking the death. England's weird with shit that, like, like harassment that. or something like that? Like, yeah, England's, like, like uh, kind of strange. We, we had some issues with uh, people, like... Like, there was a, a story we had a couple of weeks ago where a little kid who had autism was calling a cop a lesbian, and they took that as hate speech and arrested the kid. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's England for you. Yeah, what were you yeah. going to say? Mm. Yeah, no, nothing. You're good. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought oh. you were going to mention yeah, no, I, the crime I, I'm in still in favor of beating this guy to death, I think. No, I think that's more suitable, but yeah. it is interesting that they will file legal action but next time you see this guy just beat the shit out of him. i'm surprised that i'm legitimately surprised that guy got out of the stadium like unharmed like like without anybody even it being his stadium do you know what i'm saying like sure it being like the home like him being on the side of the yeah just like human decency you know what i mean just like a like a thing of like you know it's amazing yes it's amazing at the end of the day well mike two days from now the special drops i'm excited for it mike feeney a night at the comedy cellar october 27th so if you not everybody listens to podcasts in real time so maybe you listen to this it might already be out sure that's uh, very true there's there's myself and my uh band of brothers uh, (laughs) (laughs) co-host co-partner look at that uh i was i did fallon uh last last year nice Um, but uh yeah it'll be on my youtube channel youtube.com slash mike feeney comedy you can go to mikefeeneycomedy.com for uh shows and tickets and stuff like that but just go watch the special please uh watch it like i said it's a labor of love and uh i'd love if you do like it share it send it send it in your group chats get it going tell some people about it and uh, i love you and thank you anything else you want to promote uh future pod perhaps or anything i again if i do you'll see it uh it's uh, at i am mike feeney on all social media so instagram tiktok the works and stuff but go watch the special folks please and thank you and as far as I go, please come see me live, San Francisco. I'll be there October 26th, and then on the 29th, I'll be in Seattle at the Hereafter with Chase O'Donnell. Those tickets are on sale. It's coming up very quickly, so get your tickets. Also next month, Buffalo, New York, Helium Comedy Club, November 22nd, November 29th, Brea Improv here in Southern California. Those are on sale as well. 
And uh, I hope you keep continuing to like, subscribe, comment, all that kind of thing. It helps with YouTube so they don't yell at me. I don't want to get a thing where it's like, this one's not doing very good. I want to hear from YouTube that it's going great. So please to be subscribing. And thank you so much for uh, picking up a shirt if you have joshpottermerch.com. The first batch has been uh, starting to get sent out. So hopefully we'll get another batch going here. So do buy one again, joshpottermerch.com. And we will see you next Wednesday right here on The Josh Potter Show.